to the VIP Show Podcast. This is Jose Aristimuño, bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP Show with your host, Jose Aristimuño. On the line today, uh, I got a friend, I would say he is the killer, man, when it comes to business. I mean, there's 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 good words and bad words, strong words. I mean, there's so many ways to describe Brad Lee, but the way that I see it is just the king, man, the master, the ninja of sales and marketing. Brad, welcome to the show, man. Hey, how are you? Good, man. Are you in That's Vegas right now? What's that? Are you in Vegas? Yes, I am. Awesome, brother. Look, man, you know, it's. I want to introduce folks to, to you real quick to the audience that's listening to the show today. You've been in the sales business for a long time. You created Let's, uh, Lightspeed VT, one of the biggest, most advanced uh, softwares when it comes to sales trainings. You've worked with the top dogs, Ed Milet, Grant Cardone, you name it, you've done it. But before all this stuff, who is the Bradley, you know, 12, 13-year-old, you know, 15-year-old kid. Who was that, Bradley? Oh, probably just a poorly guided hoodlum. Okay, okay. I, I see that. Okay. Now, like you, you went to high school. Like, where, where are you from originally? You're from Vegas or where, where you grew up? Oh, I grew up in Oregon, small town in Oregon until about, I don't know, eighth grade, I think. And then I, and then I went to Eugene, Oregon, which is a little bigger town, a little bit north. Your, your parents are entrepreneurs, or they, they were just middle-class folks? They were blue-collar. Um, you know, my dad did a little entrepreneurial stint, started a pizza parlor, a tavern, and a, and a, and a little local newspaper, mm -hmm. um, but ran into a little bit of trouble and, you know, went back to the, went back to the grind. So he had a little entrepreneurial spirit. Okay. And would you say... When was your first, your first experience uh, with sales? I know you come from the automotive space. Were you were you, you worked at a car dealership or where exactly? Dude, I've worked everywhere but for you so far. <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> so yeah, you worked I'll everywhere. Learn, I'll, learn, I'll learn your business somehow. That, I, I, I love it. That's right. That's right, man. That's exactly right. So, but what, but tell me, I want to know your first experience with sales. I mean, what was the first time that you were like, I'm good at this shit? Listen, my first experience in sales is when I came out the freaking womb and started crying so they'd stop smacking me and give me a warm titty. <laughs> and I needed some food. I was ready. I was introduced to the world. That's when it starts for all of us. That's right. I mean, that right. that's, that's exactly right. right. You already knew the answer before you asked it. But what I think you really want to know is like, when did I start really doing sales? Well, at six years old, I had a stint in first grade. They gave me a bunch of candy bars to go sell. Uh -huh. I freaking broke all the records doing that with the little pitch I developed. And then really just kind of was a kid and then grew up a little bit, went and got a real job, got my ass handed to me with this hard labor shit. Like I was fighting forest fires. They made it sound all glamorous. You know, I thought I was going to be freaking saving eagle eggs with a wolf by my side and a freaking hatchet over my flannel shirt blowing in the wind. Well, I got up there, dude. It was hard-ass labor, man. Uh, uh, and I wasn't f fighting fires. It wasn't glamorous. I was carrying around a big pack of water, squirting on stumps that were smoldering. You know, I was low man on the totem pole. I got poison oak. It was terrible. So I basically quit that shit. 
and got a job the next day selling cars. I saw an ad in the paper, so I went in to sell cars. And then I found out they don't want you to have poison oak. They want you to have a Trans Am for free. So I got to basically pick out a car. You know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, dude, I went from manual labor to sales. This is unbelievable. And the craziest part is people were coming in for our products. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, dude, I didn't even have to go get customers. They were coming to me. And all I was doing was showing them the vehicles, answering their questions, you know, building relationships. And bam, I started making six, 10 grand a month. And I was suckered at that point forward. Sales was, I knew sales was it. I could go to any town I wanted as long as I knew how to sell. I went freaking all over the United States, no money, got there, boom, sold something, started making money, decided if I wanted to stay or not, whatever. But that's really when I got into sales, about 17, 18. I love that, man. And do you think, I mean, are people born sellers or do they learn this stuff or, or you just got and you just, you, you just came on this earth and you already knew how to do this stuff? Well, I'm not the normal individual, so the latter for me, but for everybody else, it's totally it's totally learnable. Okay, okay, like, it's totally like, learnable. Like, yeah, like you can be an introvert and kick ass at sales. You can be an extrovert and kick ass at sales. You can be a girl. You can be a boy. You can be freaking literally deaf, and 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 sign language will get you sales. Like at the end of the day, anyone can learn how to become very powerful in sales, closing, and persuasion. They already are. They just don't. They just don't use it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, so anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Even you, bro. Man, I, I tell, teach me, man. I, I've never made a sale in my life. That's why I'm here. I want to learn from you. You sold me on being on your podcast. <laughs> look, um, look, introvert, extrovert. I think that's it's 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 a big part of it. I think you're confident. It helps, right? I was I was looking at a video on your Instagram. Uh, earlier today, and you had this video with the, with the fish hand. I thought that was hilarious because you were telling me, you're like, look, you gotta have a damn strong handshake. Like, wh- what are you doing just going like this? And just, you know, you gotta be strong. So, confidence plays a role. So, the people who are introverts, right? They're shy, they don't want to talk to people, antisocial. How do they do it? They just gotta just be extrovert for five minutes? Or, or how does no. it work? No. they Introverts listen better mm-hmm. than extroverts. So introverts will gather more information by listening and, mm. and, and, you know, using their natural kind of emotions and, and, and inhibitions. They listen more. So, so all you have to do is show an introvert how to ask good questions, and then they listen automatically. And listening better is part of selling better because a customer will tell you everything you need to know to sell them your vehicle or your services or your products or whatever it is you're selling. But most salesmen, they're not listening. So introverts listen better, dude. They make better salespeople, actually. Woo, man, fire, man. If you're listening to this podcast, play this part again. I mean, this this last 30 seconds, what Brad just said, it, it's real what it's about. It, you got to learn to listen better. And a lot of entrepreneurs out there, their ego is up in a bunch, and they want to just listen to their own voice, right? And they just want to talk more and listen less. I think that's... One of the most important things. I, 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 that was, that's what I was hoping you would say, but that's exactly right, man. You got to listen. The power of listening is, is underrated. So, so important. Now, you started selling cars, making money, uh, started living, I, I, would, I would assume, part of the good life. What did you do with that money? You started investing in things. So you started your own car. You used that money to start lights. me. What happened when you started making money? No, dude. Like when I started making money, I was like 17, 18 and I started blowing money. 
You make it and you blow it. You buy the kick-ass watches and the cars and the clothes and the tables and the freaking, you know, trips and the stupidity. You want to you want to show everybody how cool and successful you are. You're not smart enough to realize they're not going to care 20 years from now when you're broke. Okay? I should have been investing. I should have been smart, but I wasn't. I was foolish. I spent so much money trying to impress people. If I had it all back, it would be impressive. Yeah, yeah. But individually, it wasn't impressive. Nobody remembers shit. But I blew it. I blew it. I didn't really learn anything about financial literacy, believe it or not, until after I'd spent a shit ton of money. Like, like a shit ton. Like, up to like 35 years old, dude. I didn't, I didn't wise wow. up financially till about 35. Wow, man, that, that's that's important. And I think that gives hope to people who are listening to this, and they might be 21, 22, 23. They might start making money, uh, not Bradley level money, but you know, some money, you know, 10K. Hey, don't hey, don't limit your audience, bro. Don't 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 put limitations on your <laughs> listeners. That ain't true. That ain't true. You guys can make way more than I make. You guys can you get if you're 21, that doesn't limit you at all. You guys actually, believe it or not, have the advantage. You're more, you're more, you know, aware of the technology. You're mm -hmm. in the cut, as they say, or they don't say that shit anymore. But you know, no cap. I see the other day. I'm like, I see no cap. I had to ask if I'm 21. What's that mean? They're like, that means lie. And I'm like, no cap is lie. I would think it means like, like no cap, meaning wide open, limitless. Right, right, right. Doesn't. Apparently, it means lie. I, I look. I'm 33, so I. I mean, I'm. 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 I'm an old millennial, right? I'm still young, but not too hey, young. Let me ask you. You're yeah. 33. Are you smarter now than you were when you were 25? A million times. You think you'll be smarter at 43? Million times. What about 42? 100. 100. Well, I'm 52. You're 52, <laughs> man. You look great for 52, I always, brother. I always say that because, dude, listen. If we don't respect people that have age, because I hear a lot of uh, you know young people talking about you know you're an old man. Well, old men have lived twice as long as you. There's a lot of times experienced in a lot of things that you could derive valuable information from. But instead of respecting their experience, uh, most people are like hammering that oh they're old or you know oh uh, old man you're done you know it. If you if you think like that, you're gonna end up an old man fucking loser, just like whoever you're making fun of. Yeah, no. you got to realize, even people that have had a hard life and aren't doing very well have lessons to learn. Everybody that you come into contact with knows something you don't, and for that reason, you should respect them. Boom! I love it. I love it. That's if you if you value information, if you value you know new information. Well, you should. I mean, we're, we're constant learners, right? We should always be learning. I mean, it's school's not the only time or whatever you call it. I mean, we always got to be learning. Every day is a, is a new learning lesson. Let's talk about branding and marketing because it's important. Um, how do you build? I mean, this is, a, this is a question maybe you can't answer in a, in a sentence or two minutes. But what are the top things people need to know today to be a good marketer? You know, uh, you need to know a good marketer. Or you need to become one. And how do you do? Well, let's so say that's all you need to know. So, if you, you if the, know, for example, you, you, they yeah, know you. Someone. They can learn from you, right? They know you. You're a good know, marketer. Hey, listen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider myself a good marketer. I know good marketers, and I either emulate what they're doing, which is the easiest thing to do, mm -hmm. or I hire them. So again, like you know, I dropped out of high school. 
a lot of people think that means I have no degrees. I've got plenty of degrees. They just, I just had to hire them. So at the end of the day, you don't need a degree if you can hire one. Well, you don't need to be a good marketer if you can hire them. The problem is, is they're very expensive because they're good marketers. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you, you, you asked me for a simple tip, and I want to make sure that there's no confusion in my tip. You either need to know one mm-hmm. or become one. That's the, that's the biggest tip. Now, if you absorb that tip, you either go hire one mm-hmm. or you say, well, how do I become one? And that's a different question. You become one by basically opening the accounts and start diving in and start going to seminars and start buying courses and start asking in Facebook groups and start hanging around badass marketers. You go to the conventions and the freaking conferences and the seminars and webinars and the bullshit. And yes, you'll probably get stung by a few people that are offering you to teach you something magical. And once you realize, Oh, that wasn't that magical. You're a little bit farther than you were before. So you just go, man, you learn, you Mm -hmm. learn every single day and you try and you apply and then you learn and then you repeat and then you become a badass. Dive in, right? Dive in, go like, go talk to the right people, listen to podcasts. I mean, a lot of the stuff is free. You don't even have to, obviously, I mean, to get you maybe some high level information, you got to hire some of these people, but it's free to start, right? Exactly. It's free to start. Now, let, let me ask you one, one more question, uh, before I let you go, talk to me about, I want to know a little bit more about, about Lightspeed. When, how did that, this come about? Was this your idea? When did it start? Walk me through a little bit. How did it start and how, how that's doing? Well, Lightspeed is a, is a, well, it's doing great. Um, but Lightspeed started basically when I shifted from helping myself mm-hmm. to helping others. Okay. And we hear the fluffy gurus talk about, you know, the best way to help yourself is to help others, which, you know, I used to think was fluffy shit, but it's actually the truth. And ironically, looking back, that's when Lightspeed started. I had saw a guy that was not making much money. I saw his family affected by it. And so I decided I'm going to help him learn how to sell. So I grabbed him, turned him into a, you know, 15 grand a month sales guy within two or three months from making minimum wage his whole life. And it just changed his life, made a huge impact. And I didn't do it for me. I did it for him because he was a cool dude and he had a cool family and like he was just broke. And so I'm like, dude, come here. Bang, 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 bang. Next thing you know, he's making a ton of money and made a massive impact. He didn't become a worse person. You know, money didn't hurt him. It helped him. And it, and it made a big impact on me because I was easily able to do that for him. So I thought I want to do that for other people. Right. And so I went out and started a training company. Well, I got out on the road with this training company and I realized that it wasn't as effective as it was in my past. And I couldn't figure out why until I did the research and the research showed there's four key ingredients that must be present in order to effectively train somebody. And that's good content, repetition, practice and accountability. Without one of those ingredients, it's not necessarily training. It's basically just exposure. Most companies are doing it and they're not realizing their mistake. Well, I realized the mistake. So I went back and developed Lightspeed so I could deliver, track, and measure good content with accountability and allow for role play and and repetition and stuff like that and went out and sold my training, right? And then that fixed my issue. People started, it started working for people and it was effective again. And, you know, I was starting to grow a little bit of notoriety. And and then I ran into the big name trainers, you know, Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, Tom Hopkins, Zig Ziglar, Joe Verde, Greg Cardone, um, all these you know, names back in the day, this was 20 some years ago. 
and they just had huge marketing budgets and what whatnot. And and I and I knew that they were out doing what I used to do. I knew that they weren't delivering the content they were intending to deliver, which means the people are not getting the help they're they're paying for. Number one and number two, these guys wanted to share their knowledge to help people, right? So. So I just decided instead of competing with them, I'm going to collaborate. So I went to them, closed them all on using my software. I take my name and training out of it. I put your name and training on it. And then I'll show you how to go out and sell it to businesses and individuals and make yourself a bunch of money and help more people. And they like that idea. So I closed them all. And then, and then I, and then I was just kind of helping them build their systems and their stages and market their content and, and build their training businesses and consulting businesses. And for the last 20 years, I've been helping them. Well, because of that, obviously people figured out who I was and, and, and now, you know, I've got a huge following or I think it's huge anyway. And it, and it continues to grow because I keep shit real. And I just tell people the facts, like I'm not trying to sell you courses. Uh, so I'm telling you these things to sell you courses you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to make courses, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm, shit, dude, if you're not making $50,000 a month in recurring revenue and you want to hit me in the DM, like, but you got to know something. You have to have good content. See, I built a platform. Lightspeed is literally just the ability to create high quality, interactive content, deliver track and measure it. So you can deliver good content with repetition, practice and accountability without having to be there. Mm-hmm. So if you're a company trying to train your team better, this system allows you to do that very easily, almost automatically. And then if you're if you're a if you're a freaking subject matter expert, you got a really good way of doing something. Well, then you could, you know, educate people on how you did it. Like like your podcast. How'd you get it started? What are those things behind you? Where'd you buy those? What what should I buy for my background? Mm-hmm. What microphone do you get? You want to you want to learn how Jose started his podcast? And, I, and I'm just saying now, the, the fact that you might sell it, who cares? Didn't it cost you to learn? Of course. Okay, well, then quit bitching that when someone wants 500 bucks to teach you some shit, you want to freaking, oh, he's just trying to sell me a course. No, he's trying to freaking make some money. But the question is, is that information going to be a good investment for you? Mm-hmm. If I give you $500, dude, I start a podcast and I make $30,000 in sponsorships a year for the next six years. Was it worth it? Heck yeah. Are you a dickhead because you asked me for 500 bucks? No, dude. I would say you're a freaking saint because you didn't keep the knowledge that you had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You freaking created an interactive world-class training system to deliver track and measure to somebody. And there's other things you can do, you know, consulting, other things. But you, you shared your knowledge so other people could have the success you had. Well, that's what started Lightspeed. I did that manually. Mm-hmm. And then thought I want to do it for everybody. Figured out it's not scalable and it's hard to do manually. It takes a lot of time. So I invented the system to help me do it virtually. It's I started doing it virtually for myself. Figured out that you know the world wanted more information than just mine. Went and got all the world's best information and started helping them. Learned a bunch of shit. Now I'm freaking you know Mr. Cool on social media. But. That's the story in a nutshell. I love it. No, and, th- and thank you for being so detailed because I, actually I discovered a, a big difference. I thought Lightspeed was only for companies to use for sales training. You can do that, but you can you can also use it for entrepreneurs, right? That they, they, most, they're looking most, to build a course, right? Most of our uh, customers, maybe not most of our customers, but most of our revenue um, is generated by helping subject matter experts create a shitload of money um, using our technology. 
And is it an, an initiation fee plus like a monthly fee to maintain the services or something like that? There's no initiation fee. Um, dude, I don't want to turn this into a commercial, but no, you know, no, no, this is real information. There's, there's no initiation fee. You can go to lightspeedbt.com and spin up a system and start knocking it out of the park. Uh, but if you want our help and you want our studios and our people, because we have everything you need under one roof, you know, marketing, production, copywriting. All, it, we're the only ones that have all the services that someone needs to sell courseware. But but if you use those services, that's, you know, you pick a package and you roll. But the software, you can just go use. It's $200 a month minimum. Um, but but like if you ain't willing to invest 200 a month, then wait until you are. Yeah. But when you're ready, you spin up a system that makes you my customer. And then if you're my customer, I can do business with you, which is show you how to freaking make a shit ton quick. And if you want that service, that's a service, not the platform. Then we show you how to take the platform. You, you're the tool that you just freaking turned on and start developing and delivering, you know, information to help people, which gives you money. But it's scalable and it's trackable and what happens is businesses and individuals start buying it from all over pretty soon did you be big in japan and not even know why <laughs> i love it man and without learning japanese uh brad thank you but look i'm a, if you guys don't hit this man right now man girls and boys i mean you're a damn idiot i'm gonna hit you up on the dm i'm, I'm saying it right here live i'm gonna hit you up on the dm because you and i uh, might need to talk uh thank you brother i am i am grateful to you man for being so real so raw um, learn a little bit of Espanol and I'll send you down to Latin America and we'll do some conference down there too, okay? See? Yeah, there we go. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Gracias.